Those who do not know their history are bound to repeat it. And only a fool does the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I don't know how many times I've heard this, and for the longest time it made sense. I mean, if you don't learn from your history, you probably make the same decisions and repeat the history. But recently, I started thinking about it more. In our case, the Zimbabwean or African case, what exactly should we be learning from our history? Hi, welcome to the Motors Podcast Season 2, Episode 1. I'm your host, Truman. Let's talk history. Like I already said, it is quite important to learn from our history. And this is unproven, but I'm pretty sure if anyone thinks about our history as Zimbabwe, they almost always automatically think about the liberation struggle, which of course is a very significant part of our history. Some people actually don't know the finer details of the liberation struggle, which is a shame. But let's get deeper into that. There's no way we are going to be colonized again the way we were before. So in that respect, it means that we are not going to repeat that part of our history. To me, the history of Zimbabwe is way more than just the liberation struggle. More than the history of Mbuyanehanda and the contribution of the spread mediums towards the struggle. The history of Zimbabwe to me includes the decisions we made yesterday, or at least the decisions made specifically by our leaders. Let me give a bit of context to this episode and why it is necessary and why you should listen to the end. Season 2 of my podcast, The Motors, is centralized on starting conversations that are not really that popular amongst the young people and get the discussion or conversation going. I strongly believe in the power of the young people and I believe in youth leadership, but I don't just believe everything should be thrust upon the young people until they are quote-unquote ready. I say this because ready is not really the best word to use because as humans we always have room to learn. In this case, I mean that the young people are supposed to have a decent appreciation of certain topics. Mainly, they are supposed to have learned or from our or their respective histories, particularly the decisions that have been made and their consequences. And from there, they are able to make or take more calculated and better decisions so that they do not repeat Back to the main theme of the of this episode, what should we be learning from our history? I have a couple of nuggets and what I believe should be the key lessons from our history, but I've, I also asked a couple of my friends to share their thoughts and I am going to share that too. The first thing I really believe is that we should learn from our history that when people unite, change occurs. And this is relevance even in today's Zimbabwe. I once asked one of my contacts, what would it take to change Zimbabwe's situation? And I also asked him if it were possible to change Zimbabwe when people are still scared. And he said to me that change will okay in Zimbabwe once we have united as a people and collectively take a stand. But this is all dependent on how courageous we are because those who are not courageous can never really produce something meaningful. I don't want to get deeper into the finer details because I am just establishing the foundation of all the things or topics that I'm going to cover in the entire season 2 of this podcast. Anyway, another critical aspect we should look back at is one of the reasons why we aren't united as a nation and this even spans to the 80s when there was Gukurahundi is because there is no dialogue. We have a lot of unsaid things in our nation. 
The Kukura Hundi genocide is a critical part of our history that is barely shone light on, and that should stop because it has largely also affected our political landscape and even generally how the people of Zimbabwe as a collective have interacted. I'm going to cover Gukurawundi extensively in an interview later on in the season because it really needs to be unpacked, especially amongst young people because we keep inheriting unresolved issues that at the end of the day hinder us from moving and advancing. And this is mainly due to our political leaders. But like I already said, the emancipation of Zimbabwe squarely and solely lies on the unity of the people. One of the most unpopular opinions ever, even up to now, is that in as much as we really needed our independence as Zimbabwe, when we took over, we were not ready and equipped in terms of knowledge and the know-how to take over all the facets of our economy and the political landscape. Before you cut my head off, of course we needed to be independent and of course we needed to reclaim our land and our economy so that the majority could prosper. Needless to say, the majority is still suffering. But what exactly does that hint to? What should we learn from that? And how can we use it to avoid and remove this whole cycle of nothingness and zero displacement? Well, it's quite simple really to me. We are supposed to focus on skills development and knowledge acquisition, especially amongst the young people, because historically, those who haven't been equipped for a particular role have ultimately failed to live up to the expectations. If you haven't watched the ENCA documentary on Robert Mugabe, I really and highly recommend it, and I have attached the link in the bio. Please make sure that when you find the time to look at it, you can always look at it and find out what went wrong in Zimbabwe and you see that leadership is one of the major problems that we have even across Africa. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and we need to ensure that we teach leaders who are able to steer Zimbabwe to greener pastures and of course that involves identifying the areas to improve one and that can only be done by looking back at our history. A Danish philosopher once said life is lived forwards but understood backwards. Looking back, leadership has been a great problem, and until we understand that leaders are servants of the people they lead, then we have a big problem that needs to be solved. And I will end with a quote from my friend Tawonga, who said that her dad actually told her this, quote-unquote, Leaders are people prepared to build or plant a tree whose shade they probably won't sit under. Historically, we have had the exact opposite. Samuel Kranteng says a lot of leaders do a lot of talking with little action, but true leaders should lead by actions and not directions. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you like the episode, please like, share, and comment. Don't forget to subscribe whichever or wherever you're listening from. Until next time, this is The Motus.